Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another Ask Ping. Uh, we're back at it this week with a couple good questions, so let's get started here. This one comes from Mark. Uh, says, Ping, I would love to know your thoughts on former pro riders racing the vet classes at Loretta Lens. Thanks. Um, good question. I've had this before from a lot of people, and um, it's a tough one for me, to be honest, because on one hand, I think it's odd that pro racers want to go and, and compete in an amateur event. Um, so I, and I get why, you know, your, your vet guy, your amateur racer is bummed that he's got to show up, uh, to what for him is the biggest event of the year and compete against a former national champion. Like that's pretty frustrating and, and I get it. Um, however, I will say that I think it's awesome having guys like Mike Brown and the Nathan Ramseys and all these guys who come back and do it. Um, I think it's great having them there, you know, like it's good for the sport. So, um, I think that the answer is pretty simple and it's just make some separate classes, make a class for, you know, if you ever earned a national national points, then you're in this vet class. And if not, if you never held a pro license or made a national point or whatever that delineation is, then you're in this vet class. And the problem is that people will say, oh, well, we don't have, they're already full of classes. We don't have any more room. That's a real simple fix too. Um, there aren't too many classes. Get rid of some of the dumb ones. Like who cares about the novice classes? I'm sorry, but you're the novice national champion. You know, like that's like being valedictorian at summer school. It's, it's no one cares. You're not earning a ride from that. Like no one's watching you. It's the novice class. You you should not be, there should not be a novice class for adults or, you know, older kids, older guys at an, at a, at a national championship event like that, my opinion. So get rid of those and start adding some, some better classes, some, some more 125 classes, some electric bike classes, whatever it is you want to, you know, there's a lot of different things we could add to bring in new riders, more people that are more relevant. Um, so that's my two cents. I uh, hope that helps Mark. Um, I'm, I'm definitely torn on the issue. I just think that that's the solution. Make it two separate vet classes and, um, with some real simple changes, they could do that. Okay. Next one comes from Jack Pedersen. He says, ask ping. This is an ask ping non-moto a dish. How did you get your way into firefighting and how do you like it as a career? I'm balls deep in bicycle racing at the moment, but it's really the only career I see I'd actually be interested in after racing. Jack. Um, Thanks for the letter, Jack. Appreciate it. Um, so my father-in-law was a fire captain when I met my, my now wife. And, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Like nothing, zero. And so uh, funny enough, the first ride along I did with him was with Brock Sellards over maybe Thanksgiving or Easter or some holiday. And, um, you know, we saw like a stabbing and a car fire and I'm going into these people's houses with the crew and just like blown away at how some people live. And it just, it was super intriguing to me. And then over time I did some more ride-alongs and started working as a, what they call a paid call fireman, which is where you just come in and help staff up units and just got to see what it was really like. And I, and I, I loved it. And so, you know, nepotism doesn't really work anymore. Like a lot of people will say, Oh, you gotta, you gotta be related to somebody. It's not that way they've really cut that back, but it does help to have someone that can kind of steer you in the right directions. What classes to take? Do you need a fire academy? Do you have to be a paramedic? And that's all dependent on the area you live. So 
you just need somebody in your local area to help you navigate those hurdles. Um, but you know, and it took me a while. I, I was trying to get hired after the recession of 08 and nobody was hiring. So I just kept stacking my resume, volunteering, put myself through medic school, um, got all my firefighter one certificates and, uh, kind of had myself looking good on paper so that when these departments opened up again, uh, I would be more desirable on a hiring list. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I do love the job. You know, I wanted something that was a little more profound than just riding dirt bikes or, you know, building a budget for a race team or whatever, you know, like I just wanted something that, that had a little more gravity to it. And this job definitely has that. Um, it has, I didn't want to be stuck behind a desk and this job checked that box when we're staffed appropriately. It does give me time at home. Um, it's challenging. There's room for, for growth. Um, you know, there's a lot of things about it. I really liked and still do really like it. And I think that motocross guys make really good firemen or, or policemen. Um, you know, it, it's a good time to get hired. There are pretty much every large department around the country right now is short staffed, uh, because of COVID it, it, it's a, it's sort of a back, backed everything up, right? Like paramedic schools couldn't run. So now ambulance companies are short paramedics and we usually hire from those guys after they get a couple years experience. So they don't have anybody to hire. So there's no, there's just not enough people that want to be a fireman anymore, which is strange. And then there's not enough people who are medics or meet the requirements to, to get hired. So if you're interested in it, now's the time. And, um, I would say that if you are a motocross guy and you've got some of those, uh, abilities and skills and mindset that would make you a good racer will also make you good in, in, uh, in these roles. So, um, that's what I would tell you. Um, I love it as a career. It's uh, like I said, it's tough right now. I'm at the station for seven days straight, which is not awesome, but, um, hopefully we can dig our way out of this quickly. Um, so having said all that, uh, anybody I've, I've kind of offered this up before, if there's anybody that's seriously interested in it, shoot me a text or message me on Instagram and I'll uh, reach out and, and try to help you the best I can with some basic stuff. But like I said, you really need to speak to somebody in your area because, you know, protocols and pathways are different based on where you live and, and what kind of department you have. If it's volunteer, it's different than full-time professional like we have here. We're an all-risk agency, so there's a lot more to what we do. I mean, we're hazmat and USAR and snowcats and boats and wildland and structure and extrication. We do all of it. So it's a little different than a, a smaller municipality or um, or volunteer departments, right? So anyway, uh, thanks for the letter. I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for always tuning in. Uh, we'll keep them coming. Send me letters.